Hey, what's up? It's me, David, host of the First Four Years podcast. Carving out your own path as a creative professional or an entrepreneur is not just a simple to follow process. It's an unfolding journey of self-discovery, learning, and development. So think of this podcast as a journal of that process, what it's really like in the early phase of starting out and building your own path as a creative today. And if you're coming with me on that journey, let's take that next step forward. Welcome to the first four years. Hey, hey, hey. Glad to be back with you, uh, continuing this series on mindset. Um, If you're just joining me now, the past few episodes have been about a topic that I think is undercovered, which is uh, mindset and how that plays into just longevity, I guess, in the creative business. And today, what I want to talk about is something that was sparked from an idea in a book called The Black Swan by Nassim Taleb. And he's got a section on linear versus non-linear career paths and I just wanted to share some thoughts that I had after reading that because it's one of those things where it just so accurately described some of the the hardship I guess you feel in starting your own business and starting a project in being an artist and why why that happens like what the framework is that kind of makes it difficult to be an artist today So that's what we're going to talk about today, which is the hard part of being an artist. I think it will give you some clarity and understanding in uh, just maybe why you're feeling the way you are if you've been trying to start a business, pushing forward in your creative career. So when we're young, we often see a lot of different jobs available to us as, uh, you know, teenagers or in elementary school. And most of those jobs are what we call linear jobs. So That means that there's a very defined system for which they've been created under. You can think about a doctor, a lawyer, an accountant, a teacher. All of these different professions have been around for enough time that there's a system for both how to become that profession, um, but it's also something that's pretty generally accepted by society. So let's take pre-med for, let's take uh, becoming a doctor, for example. So You know, you first go to college, then you specialize in pre-med, then you get your residency, and then you become a doctor, and then you specialize. And this is a linear job for a few reasons. The first is there's a clear system for how you get there. Uh, The second is there's celebrations along the way. So at every stage from graduating college to getting into your residency to graduating that and becoming a doctor... There's a set kind of system with positive feedback loops that show you that you're on the right track. And you probably can see kind of where I'm heading here, but I'll continue. So most jobs that we grew up kind of seeing are these linear jobs. They have a set system. If you follow that system well, you are able to uh, enter that profession. If you enter that profession, there is an incremental growth ladder within it. So when you think about a lawyer or a doctor, typically you sort of work your way up in the system. And the the reason it's called a linear system is because the results of your work are very closely tied to your actions. So you can think about a doctor or a lawyer or an accountant or really any kind of set system job. You're paid for the time that you're working. And so there's kind of this one-to-one relationship where if you're a doctor, you can only get paid 
the amount of hours you work. And obviously, there's only a certain amount of hours you can work per week. Therefore, you're capped um, with the value that you can get in exchange for your service. So the attributes of that career path are as follows. First, it's something that's very linear and how you can follow the step-by-step to get the job. Second, it's generally accepted by our pub- by the public, like your family, your peers, people around you totally get what you're doing and they also uh, encourage it. Three, there's celebration along the way. So at every stage, you can kind of feel this forward progress um, because you graduated and you celebrate and then you go pre-med and you celebrate and um, you know there's kind of this system for celebration. And the last piece is that the results that you get from the time you put in are sort of tied to your, very directly to your work. So the more hours you work, uh, the more you get paid, you can move up kind of in a structure so you can get raises along the way. Let's say you're at a law firm. So that's the linear path. Now today, like I said, we're talking about why it's so hard to be an artist. And by artist, I mean uh, musician, um, creator, kind of individual, entrepreneur, someone who's starting a company or a project or business. And that path is what we'll call the nonlinear path. And for all the reasons that I kind of spoke about with the linear path that make it something that is appealing to follow, there's kind of the same attributes but in a negative way with the nonlinear path. And so I feel like this is a great way to kind of sum up the struggles that we face as artists, as people pursuing our own career path. So let's look at it this way. What are the attributes of the nonlinear path? The attributes of the nonlinear path are as follows. The first thing is nobody's going to understand what it is that you're doing. It's not generally accepted by the public. Therefore, the feedback from your friends, your family will often be uh, either negative or uncertain. Um, and so it's kind of tough socially to follow the nonlinear path, to want to be an actor or a musician or someone who's a painter. It's just generally not as accepted. The second thing is there's no clear-cut way of achieving that goal. Whereas becoming a doctor was very set in kind of the the thing, the step-by-step system to follow, becoming a famous painter, there's no system for doing that. Becoming a famous musician or rock star, there's no specific system for doing that. And so you have to make up your own map the entire way. And when you make up your own map, not only are you going to feel like you're lost, most of the time, you're also not going to have a system for giving yourself these rewards along the way. So remember I mentioned that if you're becoming a doctor, there's this kind of system for celebration, which is like you graduate, you get a certain grade point average, you get pre-med. And without having that system, when you're following the nonlinear path, it can be really tough. So let's look at just those three uh, attributes of the nonlinear path, which is kind of this artist, creator, entrepreneur path. You have to make up your own map. So things will always be kind of uncertain whether or not you're on the right path. Your friends and family won't necessarily understand what it is you're doing. In fact, many people will probably discourage you from taking the path that you're on. And then the third piece is that there's no system for celebration. And so you don't even really know if you're making this forward progress. And all of those psychologically are very difficult. Like that's why I think it's so hard to be an artist is when you have to deal with those three elements, your friends and family not understanding you, 
you not being sure about whether the path you're on is the right one or not because there's no system for it and not having the ability to uh, celebrate, I think all three of those are a very potent mix that can honestly lead to just like stress and depression. And the thing about becoming an artist is since there's no map, it could take years. It could take decades. In fact, it could never work for you. So we need to sort of understand this context of that we've decided one path or the other or that we're pursuing the path in some way in our life and just recognize that that is the system that we're choosing. And so a lot of these qualities that kind of come along with it, that's just part of the name of the game. But the good news is there's things we can do to combat it. So what I want to talk about now is kind of the reason people take this path and the benefits of that path. So I just outlined the two different paths we can take. Path one is linear. There's a clear system. We get celebrated. People understand us. And you're paid specifically for the time that you're putting in. Path two is you're in the wilderness. Your friends don't get you. Uh, there's no clear kind of celebration along the way. But the benefit is you have the potential for a very scalable opportunity. And so the nonlinear path opens you up to the scalable universe, I'll call it that. So the scalable universe means if I make a movie and maybe I spent 10 years trying to make a movie and finally I have one movie that kind of hits and takes off, that movie can be sold almost infinitely without me ever being there. And the amount of payoff and reward that can come from that path is massive. And that's why entrepreneurs are able to get massive results, uh, why some artists are able to get disproportionately massive results. The opportunity on that path is not for a consistent schedule and a consistent income, which you get in the linear path, path one. The opportunity is to get kind of a lump sum. It's like a bang or bust type scenario. And that's something that is very interesting to a lot of people. Um, you know, if you're starting a company, that's sort of the idea. You sell the company to make a huge amount of money in all at once instead of a, a small amount of money over time. And I'll return to the quick kind of metaphor here, which is you can work every day at the post office for 40 years and save up enough money to have a million dollars in the bank, or you can take all those year, all, all the stress that happened over that 40-year period and condense it into a 10-year window and potentially make a million dollars doing a startup. Um, so the, the hard thing is that's obviously not guaranteed. And so some people like to choose the path that's more consistent, and I think there's nothing wrong with that, the, the path that's more understood. Other people choose to take the path that has this potential for a disproportionate result. So I think there's more to it than just those kind of uh, elements for why why it's a benefit to take path two. And as somebody who has been through the stress of people not understanding what it is that I do, of not having consistency in kind of uh, necessarily my um, growth of income, and somebody who constantly feels like I'm in the wilderness and I have no idea where I'm at, trust me, it's very difficult. Um, there's probably at least three or four times where I've wanted to quit, um, like in a very serious way. Um, and definitely a ton, a ton of doubts along the way. But let's look at some other things that sort of keep me going here. Some other things underneath the surface that um, maybe you don't necessarily see.
So here's where I'm going to read a few quotes from the Black Swan. Um, I, he just had a section on this, but I think it was really fascinating. So I'm going to read some words by um, Nassim Taleb, who is the author of the Black Swan. Um, these are also sort of separate, but I just have them underlined. I'm going to read them. He says, You work on a project that does not deliver immediate or steady results. All the while, people around you work on projects that do. You are in trouble. Such is the lot for scientists, artists, researchers lost in society rather than living in an insulated community or an artist colony. Positive lumpy outcomes for which we either collect big or get nothing prevail in numerous occupations, those invested with a sense of mission. He then continues to say, how was your year? The question brings them a small but containable spasm of pain deep inside, since almost all of their years will seem wasted to someone looking at their life from the outside. Then, bang, the lumpy event comes that brings the grand vindication, or it may never come. Believe me, it's tough to deal with the social consequences of the appearance of continuous failure. We are social animals. Okay, now let's get to some of the benefits, and this is the last part that I'll read from him. He says, It's my great hope that someday to see science and decision makers rediscover what the ancients have always known, namely that our highest currency is respect. The person involved in such gambles is paid in a currency other than material success. This also includes hope. So what he just outlined is partly the pain of what it's like to work on something for a long time without any results. Um, but the two other benefits that we get from pursuing this artist's path, the first being that you can garner respect, which he believes is the highest, highest currency possible. The second one is hope, which is sometimes better than material success. Hope provides us with anticipation. And this is sort of the idea of the people who say it was more fun for them building the company than it was selling them. Because there's something great about having a mission. There's something great about having hope, about being excited about the future um, that really does provide a quality of life that's just sort of different um, than potentially what it could be like working within the first more linear system. And so... Are people who are artists, people who just kind of can't help but follow that second path, I think they recognize the the currency of hope, the currency of mission, the state of anticipation and of development as you build your skills um, that's, that's also very rewarding and very exciting. Now, of course, it's possible that it might not ever pay off. That thing you're anticipating, the company sale, becoming a rock star, whatever it is, that might not happen. And that is sort of the potential tragedy of the second path, if you let it be. So now that I've been discussing mindset, I think what I want to do is take these two ideas, the linear and the nonlinear path, and try and uh, just provide some ideas or points for what we can do with this information, regardless of with which path we choose to follow. So yes, it's hard to be an artist because your friends and family don't understand what you do. It's hard to be an artist because there's no map and you're going to feel lost very often. It's hard to be an artist because you're not celebrated unless there's a big win, um, which could take decades, <laughs> if ever. But that being said, the opportunity you have 
to create something and that drive you feel from mission and hope um, and kind of that, that expectation can provide a lot for your life as well as the outsized disproportionate result that you can get potentially through the venture that you choose. Now, I think the first thing to notice is that we don't all have to choose one path or the other. It's almost always a mistake to think that there's not a gray area answer. Things are very rarely black and white. And so I think the the first thing I'd say is that if you're in one system or the other, know that you can always choose to be in both systems in different parts of your life. Maybe you want to keep working at a company that is a more linear path so that you can have uh, a crazier kind of nonlinear path project that you have in the works. I think there's nothing wrong with that at all. The second thing to realize is that you can provide a lot of the the things that were sort of negatives about the nonlinear path to yourself. You can create a system for celebration. You know, maybe it's not some big income change or something like that, but you can just say, you know, every three months, if I'm still doing this, I'm going to create a day where I celebrate that. I'm going to focus on the small wins. I'm going to Let it be okay that my friends and family don't understand me. They don't understand what I'm doing. They don't understand this path that I've chosen. But I'm going to intentionally seek out other people, a group, a tribe, a community who does get it and can continue to encourage um, and instill hope in me. And then I think the last piece is just sort of understanding that this development, even if it doesn't have the big payoff, can still be very rewarding. So let's say you write a weekly email or a daily email for three years. Yes, maybe you don't get paid a dime, but there could be other huge benefits to this. Think about the people who you might meet through that. Think about the ideas that you can explore from that. Think about um, the platform that gives you in leveraging that into another job or just simply developing and learning and, and honing your writing skills. I think there's a lot of benefits to pursuing our own projects. And that's sort of what I want to encourage in general on this show the first four years, which is I've gotten so much from building this platform, Death the Stock. I've already gotten a lot from building this podcast and um, speaking with you all here. And so I think not only is there that hope and respect and kind of sense of mission, but I think there's a lot of other benefits you get by putting your ideas into the world and trying something in the nonlinear world, um, but just understand kind of the context of it. And I think that'll help you feel a little bit less stressed about where you're at. So if it's been a few years and you're on that nonlinear path, know that that's normal. Um, and that's just part of how the gamble works. It might not ever work out the way you expect it to or as big as you expect it to but you can come to terms with that and look for some other benefits um, in your life so hopefully this was a helpful context to put around the different options for career paths and maybe why it feels very stressful to be on path two uh, the nonlinear path i don't think it's something that's very natural or normal for us just yet in our culture um, and so I think that's part part of why it's difficult. We're not used to working in this way where there's not consistent results and instead there's 10 years broke and then a year where you do a million dollars revenue or something, um, which totally happens out there in the world. So uh, hopefully this was helpful. Glad to be back with you. I've got another interview um, with somebody who's actually been a mentor of mine for quite a long time now, maybe three years. Um, He's been a coach for me, and I'm going to have him on the show, which will be great to talk about mindset and change. Um, He's one of the best people I know for talking about this topic. So that episode will be coming out shortly. If there's anything I can do, hit me up, david at the first four years.com. That's the number four 
Uh, love hearing from everybody. Please subscribe, review, and have an awesome rest of your week, and we'll chat soon. Later.